Amen. Amen. I love God when he just goes and he just wants to do what he wants to do and we just yield to him. He's, the, he's, just, he's just got a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And I just felt like tonight there was going to be some breakthrough like Eli was talking about. There's going to be some clarity coming to some of you. Some of you have some big decisions coming up and what you're doing. And I feel like God is going to give you clarity. And there's some other of you in here tonight that I feel like literally you've had this feeling like you keep thinking to yourself, what am I doing wrong to be in this situation? Why do I feel like this keeps happening and keeps happening? And I have to tell you tonight by the word of the Lord that I don't think that Joseph thought that he was in the right place at the right time doing the right thing when he was thrown into a pit. I don't think that Joseph thought that he was in the right place at the right time when he was sold as a slave. But guess what? I'm here to tell you tonight, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. His hand is upon your life. He's going to direct you the way that he wants you to go. And sometimes, yeah, we might be making mistakes and get off track, but I'm here to tell you, he will bring it around. He will perform his word. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. When he who begun that work in you is able to complete it or perform it. God is not gonna start something in you to let it stop. And the enemy has used all these different things to get you to doubt and have a lack of faith in what God's trying to do in your life because the circumstances don't agree with what his word was to you. But we don't walk by, we walk, we don't walk by what we see. The word of God says, the just will live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Now you say, well, that's easy, easy to say. It is easy to say, but to do it, it's like Jesus spoke to the centurion, go your way and as you believe, so it'll be done for you. That's the word of the Lord I'm holding on to tonight. I'm holding on to breakthrough. I'm holding on to no matter what it looks like, I'm walking according to this. Because in 2 Corinthians 2.14, it says, Thanks be to God who always, I can't even preach without saying the scripture anymore because I love it so much. It just, I, I mean, I, was, I have some totally, just not even in my notes. And it just comes out. Thanks be to God who always, always, always. Okay, that's my version. I added a few always in there. But thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in his name and makes manifest savor of his presence in every place. He diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge is diffusing in your life and my life. Now, I was just thinking, I was just thinking today, Lord, what is the reason why our churches aren't just exploding? People came from everybody. I've been meditating on this. I'm asking God, what is going on? This is the time where God wants to pour out his spirit over all the earth. God wants to heal all who are sick or oppressed by the devil. He's anointed us to carry out the great commission, to reach the lost, to watch them be healed, saved, delivered, set free. And I'm just thinking, what's going on? And I really felt like the spirit of God just saying that the churches are just religious. And I heard a preacher say a long time ago, and I'm not saying he has any, any, you know, that it actually comes from that root, but he said religion stands for re-legion. Legion was the name of the devil that was in that person that had possessed that person. He said re-legion means return to bondage. Religion. And I, like I said, I didn't do the root word checkup or anything else, and, and he, but I just thought it was very interesting that the churches get so religious People aren't interested in religion, but they're interested in Jesus. 
How do I know this? Well, how, how can you say people are interested in Jesus? Why? Because they came from everywhere to see him. I'm going to show you. I'm going to read you some scriptures tonight. This is so powerful. And for you tonight, 2 Timothy, 2, uh, 2 Timothy 1, verse 9, if you're taking notes, just write these down. Some of these you're going to have to go back and take a look at later. But these are some scriptures that I'd like you to meditate on this week. I want you to be thinking on these things. The Bible says, think on these things. As, as Tim was preaching on Sunday, and, and he quoted somebody, and I don't remember Thoreau or someone, one of these authors or whatever, but basically it was, it takes more than one thought to create a pathway in your mind. Uh, there was a, a guest a doctor on one of the, one of the ministry shows, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but my wife Brenna was telling me about it, how the doctors say that this is a neurosurgeon who actually was doing research on pathways of your mind, says that as you think these thoughts, whether they're negative, whether they could be, it could be thoughts of doubt, it could be thoughts of depression, it could be thoughts of fear, it could be thoughts of, you know, I can't continue to do, you create a pathway in your mind and it gets bigger like a channel. And it's easier for those negative thoughts to continue to flow in your life. Well, the opposite also is true. You had to think about it. Fear and faith work the same exact way. The devil understands the principles of God's word better than we do. He's been around for thousands of years. That's why he even tried to use the word of the Lord to trip up Jesus. He knows. Fear works the same way. He begins to get it inside your spirit gets in your mind next thing you know it comes out of your mouth what does God say faith comes by hearing hearing by the word you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth we declare his word we declare his purpose we declare his plans we declare his provision his healing his virtue his power ready to flow through us 2 Timothy 1 9 who has saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to what not according to our works I'm not on a performance scale with God. Some of you need to hear this again. You're not on a performance scale with God. You're on a grace scale. You've been saved by grace. Is that a free ticket to go out and be silly? No. It means that I'm gonna do the best I can do in the mighty name of Jesus, and his grace is sufficient to help me in my weaknesses. And when I'm weak, I'm strong if I stay in him. And there's nothing that can separate me from that as long as I continue to press in him, press towards the mark of the high call. Am I gonna make mistakes? Yeah. Are, are you gonna? Yes. But you can't allow that to get you into a place of condemnation where you feel like God is mad at you. That's a lie. God always, everybody say always. God always makes a way of escape. He always gives us a door of opportunity to walk through. God is not a God of, I'm gonna punish you and I'm gonna keep you there forever. Now, he corrects those whom he loves, and I can tell you, God has corrected me and continues to correct me on a regular basis. Some of us need more correction than others. I, don't get, I didn't think I'd get any amens out there, but it's okay. I'm just being honest with you and transparent. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna make mistakes. Not according to our works, but according to what? His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. You are positioned for purpose. If I had to tell you tonight what the title of the message would be, it would be, you're positioned for purpose. God has positioned you. So nowadays, we have these different devices. GPS. Everybody's familiar with the GPS? I was looking up GPS, and it shows the world, and it has all these different points around the world that you can actually be anywhere, anytime, 
with your device and it will tell you exactly where you're at. And you can find out where you're at. And if you know where you're at, guess what? You can find out where you're going. I believe that God has placed something in us by his spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost positioning device. You are positioned for purpose. The HGPS is the new improved technology. It's better than the GPS. It's better than a map. It's better than any of this. This is the Holy Ghost. We're led by his spirit and you're positioned for a purpose according to his word for your life. He's got some special things for us to accomplish for him. These churches will be full, I believe, when, when we just, when we stop trying so hard, maybe, but then we just walk in him. We, in him, we, what? we live, we move, we have our being. I think so many times I have to repent for just complicating things with God. Forgive me, Lord. Who said it has to be so hard? He said, come to me, those of you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I'll give you what? Rest. What was Tim preaching about? Rest. Enter into his rest, then you get refreshed, and then you're ready to bam, let's go. Let's go do some more. Let's go fight the good fight of faith. I like to say it. We're a family, and we're an army. We're ready to, to, to worship and love and, and be a family and care for one another and build each other, encourage one another. But then we also get ready to link up our arms and fight together. When Nehemiah was building the wall, they, had, they said that in one hand they were building and in the other hand they were holding a weapon. God is a warrior and he's fighting for you and we're fighting with him, but he's on our side. So we're gonna continue to fight the good fight of faith and press towards the mark of the high call. It's a press. If it was easy all the time, everybody would be doing it. But it's a press. It's a challenge. When you don't feel like things are going your way, when you don't feel like things are right, you have to remember, by faith, you know that he's got a plan and purpose for your life. He's called you. He's equipped you. He's anointed you. So even though it doesn't look like things are happening, you have to know. How do we know? By his spirit. Because we know that God is going to position us by his spirit in the right place at the right time. How do we know? His word is a lamp unto my feet. Psalms 119, 105. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. If I don't know where I'm going, I'm in the dark. What do I want? I want a lamp or a light or both. And guess what? Illumination comes. Right now, Father, I thank you for illumination. I thank you for illumination and confidence in your people to trust your word, trust your plan, trust your provision, that even when it doesn't look quite right, we're gonna take another step of faith, take another step, take another step, take another step to move towards the victory that he has for each and every one of us. Amen? Where am I at? I don't know. We're just, we're just going. We're having fun. Divine appointments. I said earlier, you are in the right place at the right time. I'm prophesying this over you tonight. You're gonna to be in the right place at the right time, meeting the right people, having the right connections for God to be able to do through you what he's already showed you. A lot of times, God has given us vision. He's given us a, a, a glimpse, a picture of what's going, what, what he has for us, but sometimes it doesn't look like that's happening. But he's leading you by his spirit. I said it a month or two ago. David went from living in the cave 
running for his life. He was already anointed king. God had already given him vision. He already had the prophet pour oil on him and say, you're the king of Israel. Why am I living in a cave? Why am I running for my life? The king's got a whole army looking for me right now. I got 400 wild men coming, hanging out with me in the cave. Next thing you know, just like that, he's in the palace as the king. Sometimes we feel like we're in that wilderness place where we're going. It's so easy to go back. It's so easy to return to bondage. It's so easy to say, you know what? It wasn't really that bad. It is. We're looking forward. We're moving ahead. We're, we're flying. I love it. I love, I love it. Airplanes don't have rear view mirrors. Why? You don't go backwards in your life. Pretend like you're flying an airplane. Don't look back. You need to know where you're going. You're moving forward. I love what Paul said. This one thing I do, I put those things, what? Forget those things that are behind me. And I press towards the mark of the high call. He would have been a great pilot. I mean, he's moving forward. Right here. Here we go. Bring it on. Come on. You guys know they do that at the airport? I don't know the signals, but. Divine appointments. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. I love how the Bible says the sons of Issachar knew the times and the seasons of things that were happening. If you don't know, you should do a little research on it. It's just talking about the different tribes. And he was talking about the different gifts and talents of the different tribes and what they were known for. The sons of Naphtali were the warriors the, the, and, and talked about Dan and Asher and all the different tribes. But I really always has caught my mind and caught my attention and done something in my spirit. It said the sons of Issachar knew the times and the seasons. And I'm here to tell you tonight, you're in a season where God is wanting to pour out his spirit. This is a harvest time. This is a time of acceleration where you could be going from one place to the next, just like that. And it seems like it might've been years that you've been believing God for something. Maybe it's been only been months, but I'm just telling you, time is not a factor when it comes to God. He's outside of time. Pastors have been talking about the God without limits, people you've been praying for. God is gonna give you the right word in due season to reach people, to bless them, to be in the right place at the right time, to believe that when you lay hands on them, they're going to be healed. Not because of their faith, but because of your faith. Because it's in you. It's in you. Stirring up the well. Stir up the living water. I love how Tim was preaching about that on Sunday. The living water, it's refreshing. It bursts out of you, and it's contagious. Everybody wanted to get with Jesus. Maybe there were different motives, but I'm not talking about motives. I'm just saying they came from towns and cities and traveled all over the place. And one of my favorite stories that I've been reading about, uh, I've just been meditating on this week, was they tore the roof off. It was so packed in this church. Imagine, it's just packed in here, and all of a sudden, somebody's up... Jesus is in the house. How do we know he's here? Where two or more gathered in his name. What? Where is he? Is he far from us? Can he meet our needs? Oh, man. Two or more gathered in the midst. He's in the house. Jesus was in the house. Couldn't get in. This is how much his friends cared about him. He said, you know what? I had a little constructions background here. 
And I brought my grinder. So this is a steel roof. It was a little tricky back in the day. Everybody had like that thatch roof mixed up with some cow manure, you know, like really, really hard blend of some, uh, you know, they learned some of this stuff back in Egypt where they mix in the straw. You know, this stuff is hard. They got a chisel. Hey, I got, give me that. Man, we got a sledgehammer. Grab me that. Grab me that jawbone from the donkey. I don't care. Whatever. We got to break. We got to get, we got to pry, pry this thatch off this roof. The Bible says they ripped the hole in the roof to let him down so they can get to Jesus. I'm telling you, there's, a, there's something contagious coming to the body. And I believe that it always starts with, with us. God's not doing anything in the earth without doing it through you and me or whoever's willing. I think you're in the right place at the right time for God to do great things in your life. And I'm talking reaching people. I'm talking healing people. I'm talking everything that you imagine that's in his word that we say, why isn't this happening today? That's what he wants to do. He never stopped wanting to do it. He's the same what? I just want to encourage you tonight. What? Help me out with that. He's the same what? This is the God we serve. This is the God pastor has been preaching about, the God without limits. I'm saying we're going to tear the roof off tonight of our own limitations, of our, of our thoughts that are pressing down with God's view. We're going to tear the roof off so that we can allow God to do in our lives what he's been wanting to do. And it's fun. I wasn't going to preach tonight because I'm getting ready to go out of town and all these different things are going. And pastor, we're praying for pastor and the family because, because uh, Pastor Sue's father passed away. And so they're having the memorial service tomorrow. And he's going to pick up Austin at the airport tonight. And he's like, he's like hey, do you want to do, do a uh, service for me? And I'm thinking, I didn't even have a chance to think about it. I'm just like, yes! <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but Yes! Why? I love preaching the gospel. I love sharing the good news. Some people start talking about Jesus. I'm like, I'm all sad and talking about Jesus. No, he's great. He puts a smile on your face. I guarantee you not one of those people that came to hear him and got healed. They were, they were lame. They were blind. They were deaf. And they were like, oh, man, I just had to go see Jesus. They're like, I'm in the right place. I just traveled all the way to get to Jesus, and he is in the house. I'm believing God, and I want you to be in agreement with me, that there is going to be more. I mean, we're already hearing testimonies of people getting healed. We're hearing stories of miracles. We're seeing, we're, we're, we're seeing different things. People are getting reports back through the church. Prayers are being answered. You're seeing over here, it's, it's powerful. But I'm talking about on an accelerated, magnified, it's not just right here. It's global. Just like the global positioning device, the Holy Ghost is global. He's everywhere all at once, and this is what he's doing in the earth. And I'm just proclaiming to, to you right here, right now, because you have ears to hear. You want to hear what God's doing, and you already know because it's confirming in your heart. It bears witness. It's no surprise to you what God's doing and what he wants to do, continue to do through you. It's just like confirmation. It's like Eli and I just talking about the breakthrough. It's confirmation. I love it. As you're developing your, your, your gifts to listen to the Holy Spirit and to be able to distribute. It's, it's natural, supernatural naturally. But it doesn't just, you have to practice. 
You have to pray in the Holy Ghost and stir yourself up and hear his voice and prophesy it out and declare it. I'll pray and then I pray in the spirit and then sometimes I'll get the understanding. But I'm convinced and I haven't been able to prove this theory yet or not, but I'm gonna challenge myself and I'll challenge you. I'm convinced if you pray in the Holy Ghost long enough, you can get an answer to anything. Anything. I'm convinced. Why? Because God is God of all knowledge. He has everything. He has all the answers. So if I don't know what to do, if I'm willing to take the time, this is what I feel like the Spirit of God is saying to me, if I'm willing to take the time to pray and hear his voice, I'll have the answer for any question I'm ever going to have. He'll change your life forever, knowing that not only he loves us, he cares, he wants to, he wants to help, he's with us. He wants to operate through you on a level that you're unfamiliar with. But the good news is, is you're here on a Tuesday night because you want him to. You're willing vessels. If you're willing, what does he say? If you're willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. I'm just telling you, you're in the right place at the right time tonight. I'm not getting very far, but we are not going backwards. We're moving forward. Listen to this. This is what the Spirit of God spoke to me. People on the surface, as an outward appearance, this is what I feel like the Spirit of God spoke to me earlier. People on the surface may seem uninterested in the gospel. They might seem uninterested in what is happening on the outside, but everyone is designed with an internal place. I call it like a, a homing device. God has created every human being with, 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 with a piece of him. We're created in his likeness, in his image. They might not recognize that. And they might not seem interested on the surface, but inside, there's a place deep within them, even if they don't admit it. There's people who say, I'm an agnostic, I'm this, I'm that. But deep down, the word of God tells us they've been created in his likeness, in his image. Every human. They are designed supernaturally. Their spirit may not be alive into Christ yet, but they still have that in them. And I felt like the spirit of God is going to awaken that in other people just by you being around them, by you, you, by you sharing what God has given you and placed in you. Not in a religious way, naturally. Naturally. Be yourself. Be yourself so powerful. You're the only you that there is. God has created each and every one of us. And so many times we start wishing I was like somebody. I wish I was this. I wish I was that. I wish I could speak like that. I wish I could talk like that. I wish I could, I wish I could sing like anything. <laughs> but he wants to awaken that. Bring them from darkness to what? Darkness to light. From death to life in his spirit. Thank you for tonight, Lord God, for what you're doing in us and you're going to do through us. I'm thanking them in advance because it's going to be contagious. They could not, they could not have a building big enough back in the day with Jesus. The synagogues weren't big enough. He was having open air meetings before they got popular. Yeah. Jesus, I'll read it. Mark 2, 1 through 4. It said, and again, he entered Capernaum after some days and it was heard that he was what? In the house immediately, I want to just encourage you tonight. 
to be ready to let God do what he wants to do in your life. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. It's exciting. I blow it. Yeah, I'm, I'll admit it. I'm, I'm, I make more mistakes than a lot of you put together, but that's okay. You're not going to be perfect. Just have fun with it. Allow God. I had to repent last night because I was cranky. I was like, I just, I just had this attitude, and I was like, I just, and I hate it when it's like, I know that I'm wrong. I know none of you know how that happened, but I was just so cranky, and then Brenna's like, I need your help, and this is one thing, I'm just going to go ahead and tell on myself real quick. I was so cranky, and Brenna asked me if I'd hold our little dog, Frank, his little pug, while she trimmed his, like, grind his little nails off with the thing, and I just thought, right now right now you're asking me to hold this dog you know i've been working all day i got up at four or something this morning i'm just thinking in my mind i'm just like i'm just like mad for no reason because she asked me to hold the dog so then i had to just like okay come back together she's just holding asking me to hold the dog it's okay take a deep breath i held the dog and then i had to repent and ask her to forgive me, and I had to ask God to forgive me this morning again, because I'm just like, God, why, why did I just feel like my, what happened? We all do, stuff happens. I went from like, I went to level five. I'm just like, I know none of you have done that, but I'm just like, I'm just like, don't return to bondage, Cole, okay? People came from everywhere to see, I don't even know why I got off on that, just so you can forgive yourself, okay? If we confess our sins, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful. Someone needs to hear this. This is the Spirit of God. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Feel that cleansing power flow over you when you just talk to the Lord. Sorry. I know it's hard because we all have pride and we all have ego. And we all have, you know, we, just, we don't want to be. And I'm the first to admit it. I'm just like, hold the dog! No, I'm, just kidding. I'm still I'm still working through that one. <laughs> Holy Ghost positioning device. Super funny. Amen. You are his Holy Ghost position servant. But Mark 2 verse 1. Again, he entered Capernaum. He was the people knew and immediately immediately gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. He preached the word to them. They came to him, bringing paralytic who was carried by four men, and when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they ripped off the roof where he was. So they broke him through. They let down on the bed where he was lying. And guess what? He was healed. Luke 5.15, However, the report went around concerning him. Who? Jesus, all the more. People were talking about it, and great multitudes get, came together to hear. Everybody was coming to hear Jesus. And I'm here to tell you today that they want to hear the truth. They want to hear Jesus today. On the surface, I felt like the Spirit of God told me, on the surface, it may, not, may look like they're uninterested. But when they get to see the real Jesus, I'm tearing the roof off. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be a religious person. People say, people tell me I'm religious sometimes. They're like, oh, well, you're religious because they see me preaching in juvenile hall or something like that. I'm like, I'm not religious. They're like, what? I'm like, I hate religious. They're just like jaw drops. 
wait, you're a preacher. Yeah, but I didn't say I'm religious. I got a relationship with the Lord God. I want to proclaim his good news. I want to proclaim his goodness. The goodness of God brings people to repentance is what the word of the Lord says. The word went about, great multitudes came to hear and to be healed by their infirmities. There's another one. This was when he was outside. Couldn't have the, there was no places big enough. Luke 6, verse 17 through 19, he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude. Listen to this. This would be like the whole city of Diamond Springs and Placerville and Shingle Springs. They, they came from, it says, the great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem. I just want you to get this image in your mind. Yes, there is a devil. There is a liar out there that's trying to deceive, and many have been deceived. But I'm telling you, the great light of Jesus Christ is going to shine bright in this earth. The darker it gets, the brighter the light's going to be in us. And yeah, there is going to be, there's going to be challenges in the Word of God. It makes it very clear in this life you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have trials. But be a good cheer because I've overcome the world. Don't give up because things get challenging. Don't grow weary. Galatians 6, 9, don't grow, grow weary in well-doing. Why? Because in due season... You're going to reap the harvest if you don't faint. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't quit. They came from everywhere, Judea, Jerusalem, and from the seacoast. I mean, they might even be coming all the way from San Francisco. I don't know how far it was in the map. I mean, somebody who knows the area could probably tell me. But it wasn't just like a mile away. I don't think Jerusalem, Judea, and all these places were within like a block. I think these people came to hear and see and be touched by Jesus. And I'm proclaiming tonight that people still today want to hear, see, be touched, and have a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord. They came from everywhere, from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases, as well as, as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. I'm going to give you some more scriptures. Just write these down because I'm not going to have time to read them all. Matthew 4:24 talked about his fame went throughout all of Syria. Luke 4:40, even when it was late at night, when the sun was setting, it says they brought him all who were sick with various diseases, and he said he laid his hands on every single one of them and healed them. Healed all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. Matthew 8, 16. Tonight, I'm just, I'm just excited. Proverbs 4, 12. When you go out, your steps will, shall not be straightened, and when you run, you shall not stumble. For the Lord, Proverbs 3, 26. For the Lord shall be your confidence and shall keep your foot from being taken. I love it. Divine appointments. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. There's a strategy that God is doing and moving through your life. I believe tonight you're going to have a new level of discernment to be able to see different things. And even, even some of you are going to have a new level of discerning of spirits. And you're going to be able to see what's going on and operating in people's lives. So that, because God's going to show you, not so we can talk about it to somebody else or gossip. He's going to show you so that you can be ready to pray and set them free from that thing. Because people want to be free. I mean, there's not one person, if you went up to Placerville County, El Dorado County Jail, that you said, guess what? In five minutes, I'm going to open these doors. 
Who wants to stay in here or who wants to leave? I guarantee you, people will be rushing for the door. They don't want to be in bondage. They don't want to be locked up. People want to be free. Some of them just don't realize they're locked up. They don't realize because why? Their eyes are blinded. They can't see what's happening. So that's where we pray and we fight and we believe and we deliver in the name of Jesus. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. This is Isaiah 11 too. I'm just giving you a couple more verses because I'm not going to have time to read them. But I'm going to read this one. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. There's going to be controversy in our lives. There's going to be contention. There's going to be some different things that happen. But I feel like the spirit of God told me to build a new stamina. As you exercise, you develop strength. You work out in the gym, your muscles, you, get, you, get, you have a new tolerance. You have the ability to lift more if you continue to push. In the spirit, there's the same thing happening as you pray in the Holy Ghost, as you build yourself up, as you develop your relationship with the Lord and develop the gifts and talents that you have individually, you will have more power in the spiritual realm and you're going to develop a new stamina. And so I'm praying tonight that you'll join with me. I'm, I feel like God's telling me to develop a new stamina for this next level. Because with new levels, there's new opposition. Donnie Moore used to say, new levels, new devils. It's just the way it is. If you want to accomplish anything great for God, you're going to have resistance. You're going to accomplish anything in life, you're going to have resistance. Without risk, there's no reward. Faith, you're walking by faith, not by sight. You're walking according to his word, not your word. Your words agreeing with his word gives you that power to continue to fight when it doesn't look like it's going right. And allow him to redirect sometimes because he's going to have, you're going to realize sometimes in your positioning system internally that you need to make some moves and be in a different place to be in the right place at the right time. But he says he directs the steps of the righteous. So we know that he's already got this planned out. And our part is staying sensitive, allowing him to speak and move and walk through us. Wish I had more time, but I'm, I'm going to finish that. So this is another scripture. Just write it down. Um, Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. It's talking about having the peace of God, keeping your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Second Thessalonians three sixteen. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. He is with you. The year of Exodus, pastor has been preaching about. It's a time of fulfillment. It's a time for you to declare his word over your life, over your family, over the situations, over these things that are happening. It's also a time for you to dream. Dream about the promised land. God gave them a vision of the promised land. Two of them believed it. Two of them entered in. And two of them accomplished what God asked for them to do. The rest of them did not. Don't believe a bad report. Believe the report of the Lord. This is time, a year of access, time of fulfillment. There's, this is a time to declare, a time to dream, and a time to make decisions according to his word and his plans for your life. Those are just the three Ds I had that I wanted to give it to you. Last scripture, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Remember ye not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. So I feel like the Spirit of God has been speaking in my life. He's, getting, he's fresh and new every day. God is not an old, stale, religious God. He's alive, and he's full of power, and he's full of victory. He's full of love. He's full of everything that we need. He's equipped you, gifted you. I will do a new thing, now it shall spring forth. This is the scripture I felt like God wanted me to declare tonight. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. 
I want to challenge you. Write some things out tonight. Write some things out this week as you're praying. You're spending time with him. As you're developing, he's building this stamina. I feel like the Spirit of God told me, write it out. So in my life, I got I, I to do more writing, less just thinking. And, you know, I, I like to meditate on the word, and I, I like to declare it and speak it. But I feel like God's telling me it's time to write it out. He told Habakkuk, write the vision, make it plain, that those who read it can run with it. Father, tonight, bow your heads with me. Father, tonight, I thank you for your people in this place.